Welcome to the MedEvidence Monday Minute Radio Show, hosted by Kevin Geddings of WSOS St. Augustine Radio and powered by Encore Research Group. Each Monday morning, Dr. Michael Corin calls in to bring you the latest medical updates with insightful discussions. MedEvidence is where we help you navigate the real truth behind medical research with both a clinical and research perspective. So sit back, relax, and get ready to learn about the truth behind the data in medicine and healthcare. This is MedEvidence. Dr. Michael Corrin joins me live on the studio line, of course, every Monday morning around this time. And of course, he's a medical doctor, cardiologist, research scientist, but probably just as importantly, a Beach Boys fan, right? I am. That's uh, one of Brian Wilson's finest that you just play there. Yeah. It's beautiful. Creative genius, wouldn't you say? No doubt. No doubt. Um, even the Beatles were very impressed by him. Yeah, Absolutely. Dr. Corn is here with us, and of course, uh, he is also very much involved with Encore Docs, and they do and help lead and direct clinical trials for leading-edge medicines that you could participate in right here in St. John's County and St. Augustine. Go to EncoreDocs.com, EncoreDocs.com. They are recruiting for clinical trials literally as we are talking this morning, and I was talking off the air with Dr. Corn about you know, some of the sometimes ethical fogginess that's out there. The University of Michigan Wolverines are now under NCAA investigation for stealing signals from opposing football teams. You ever notice when they people on the sidelines will put up cards that kind of indicate what offensive play or defensive play might be put in place? I guess the smarty pants people at Michigan figured out how to steal those signals from other teams, doctor. Is that outrageous or not really? It's really interesting, actually, Kevin. It's, um, you know, where to draw the line between competition and being competitive and doing something that's unethical. Mm-hmm. But I will say it's not illegal. There's no actual rule right. in college football saying that uh, you'll get into trouble specifically for stealing the other uh, people's signals. And quite frankly, as, as we all well know, football players study film intensively to get little signs of what the opponent is going to be doing. So where where does that line get drawn? And, and I th- find this to be a very interesting case about what the NCAA will decide the line should be. But uh, a lot of people argue is that um, you know if you're not pushing the edge, then you're really not being as competitive as you should be. Uh, was that the old Dizzy Dean quote? If if you if you're not cheating, you're not trying. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, so uh, it, very very interesting. Uh, obviously, I think we'd all agree that there is certain uh, there's a certain extent to um, any any particular activity that crosses the line, but if you're just being clever about it, then it's up to the other team to disguise their signals better. Yeah. So in the case of participating in clinical trials or trials for leading-edge medicines, how, how does that come into play? Because a lot of times, you know, we don't know, even basic things like we don't know if we're on a placebo or on the real medicine. We don't know maybe every bit of information that's kind of swirling around us and swirling around that potential new medicine, right? Yeah, it's it's a good analogy, actually. Every industry has its areas that are either hiding something or being secret and others who are trying to figure out what that secret is. And and certainly medicine is no different, particularly in the pharmaceutical industry. Uh, when we get involved in clinical research, we sign secrecy agreements, and they obviously share a lot of information with us. The, when I say us, I'm talking about clinical investigators such as myself. And this information is about everything they know about the drug. The, the, the view is that in order for me to be a good steward for using that product in the community, I need to know a lot about it. So I'll attend an investigator meeting. We'll get 
a very extensive dossier on everything you know about that drug. And then my job is to use that information to help my patients without actually disclosing the specifics. So in a way, when a patient is interacting with me, they're trying to steal the signs. They're trying to uh, use the investigator in a way to get the most advantage out of their interaction with the medical system and the biggest advantage with their interaction with that particular product without giving away any secrets. Hmm. Yeah, which is, you know, I would guess completely ethical, right? Because you're looking out for your own best health. Well, it's interesting. The ethics of medicine demands that my first priority is my patient. And no one will debate that. So obviously, you know, I can't necessarily spat out the chemical structure of a product that I'm considered a trade secret. But I can uh, make a decision on behalf of the patient to say, hey, this structure is something that should be good for you uh, based on what I know about you and your other medications. Or this structure probably is going to conflict with other medications that you're taking and not what you should be on. Hmm. So these are the type of sort of behind-the-scenes decisions that we make. Again, if, if patients are working with really high-level clinical trial personnel, they're going to get that type of advice and that type of information. Right. Okay. All right. Well, good stuff. Well, obviously, the whole notion of how you participate, you know, what goes on in a leading-edge medical trial, uh, you'll learn all about that. There's a big education component to participating in these trials. Correct, doctor? Yep, exactly. So I'll give you an example of that that's relevant. Obviously, there's been so much talk about the different COVID vaccines. And there's even this notion that is such a strange notion to me, to be honest with you, Kevin, that somehow uh, the flu vaccine is safe and the COVID vaccine isn't. And uh, I've had a few people even mention that to me. Um, you know, I don't want the COVID vaccine, but I'll take the flu vaccine. And that's, that's purely a remnant of a political discussion because fundamentally the COVID and the flu vaccines are really pretty much the same. In fact, the COVID vaccines are probably going to be a little bit safer because they're using smaller snippets of the material that triggers the immune system. So literally, uh, the, the COVID vaccines they're working with now aren't even giving a full RNA. They're giving a little piece of an RNA, just enough to let the immune system know that this is the bad guy and this is what you target your system against. Hmm. Whereas in the old school vaccines, you're giving either whole viruses or uh, other things that are much, much more complex. And so if you're worried about getting nuclear material into your system, I'd be much, much more worried about, A, getting the old school vaccines, or B, getting a virus. Because the job of a virus is to get its nuclear material, its DNA or RNA, into your system. Hmm. Well, very interesting stuff, obviously. And getting to participate in leading-edge medical and clinical trials uh, is really Cool. I mean, A, you're helping society, but probably just as importantly, or maybe more importantly, you could be helping yourself dramatically. So we encourage you to learn more by going to EncoreDocs.com. That's EncoreDocs.com. Before we let Dr. Michael Corrin go, he's also very involved in a great website that's just all about good healthcare information, which is really hard to get from Dr. Google, right, Dr. Corrin? It's exactly right. Thanks for mentioning it, Kevin. It's called MidEvidence. And it's our platform for sharing medical information in an entertaining format, a format that's, uh, I think, enlightening, especially when we do the programs where two different physicians are giving their perspective. And uh, most importantly, it's the truth behind the data. When you look up on something on Google, somebody is trying to sell you something. When you look up something under MedEvidence, you're looking at what the whole story is. So it's a whole different perspective on getting medical information. 
Yeah, it is really great to check out that website. Easy to absorb information, right? I know sometimes all this healthcare data comes flying at you like a fire hose. Uh, this is a great way to get involved and learn more about you know what could impact your health. Go to medevidence.com. That's medevidence.com. Dr. Michael Corrin, thanks for all the time this morning. We'll talk with you again next week. Always a pleasure, Kevin. Thanks for joining the MedEvidence Podcast. To learn more, head over to medevidence.com or subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform.